Hi, I'm Kimberly Hayes de Muga. And I'm Amanda Day. And And you're you're listening listening to the first season of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. We are a dynamic duo bringing you insight and knowledge into the ever-evolving world of grants, development, and fundraising. Full disclosure, we're Southern. You might hear y'all. Y'all. For example, it happens. (laughs) Yes, it does. So this season is brought to you by our generous sponsor, Grant Writing USA. Grant Writing USA delivers training programs across America that dramatically enhance performance in the areas of grant writing, grants management, and grant maker research. They have coached, trained, and consulted for nearly 15,000 top rank organizations and more than 25,000 individual achievers from every imaginable domain leaders of government, philanthropists, academics, outstanding nonprofit managers, top performing staffers, everyday heroes. Full disclosure, when we're not entertaining you, we hope, (laughs) with our podcasting adventures, we are trainers for Grant Writing USA. At the end of this episode and throughout season one, we will be sure to let you know about upcoming offers at Grant Writing USA just for our listeners of Fundraising Heyday. You know, quick side note, I was talking to my mom on the way here and she was asking what I was doing and just telling her about my podcast and trying to explain to her what that was <laughs> and what I was doing. And and I said, and I said, you know, we're trying to make it grant writing exciting and funny. And I said, well, at least Kimberly and I think we're funny. Hopefully y'all do too. That's that. That's serious. But of course, we may not ever know. This is true too. So, so if you think that we're funny and you like it, be sure to reach out to us. But if you don't like what we're doing, obviously those emails will not work. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Straight, right. straight to the trash bin. So today's episode is inspired by America's favorite horror author. And I know what you're thinking. Y'all are off your rocker because this is a grant podcast. So what on earth are you going to do uh, when it comes to Stephen King? Why are you talking about him? Right. Um, So bear with us. This actually does make sense. And we may be off our rockers about other things, but not (laughs) about this. So here we go. We're actually today going to spend some time talking about Stephen King's book on writing. So no rabid St. Bernard's, no hands coming up from the grave. (laughs) And Pennywise better not come in here with his balloon because no. We out. So the book on writing is sort of a combination of memoir and writing guide, and it's amazing. And the reason why we want to spend a little bit of time talking about how Stephen King could actually be an awesome grant writer is because they're universal writing tips and hints and methodologies that kind of cross all boundaries. And we just felt like he summarized it beautifully and wanted to share that with you. Absolutely. So Stephen King, one of his quotes is that if you want to be a writer, you must do two things above all others. Read a lot and write a lot. And Kimberly and I are both big readers. Um, we read for entertainment value for certain, certainly. Um, and we are both in a grant-related book club. It's it's grant friends that we get together and talk about books, not grant books. We just, we're grant nerds who are friends. So we have a book club together. That's kind of how that works. But yep. mostly we're reading fiction. We're reading entertainment things. And we take turns picking our books. But uh, about a year or so ago, one of the girls picked this book, On Writing by Stephen King. And I called foul because I, <laughs> I'll just tell 
tell you right now, I, <laughs> as much as I love learning about grants through other professional development type things, reading books about grant writing, that's just not my, that's not my, th- which is sad. I know I shouldn't say that. Kimberly's an author about a grant book and I'm really embarrassed. You can't see the face I'm making right now, but it's <laughs> not, not a happy with me. But it's not webinars, meetings, workshops, one-on-one mentorship type things. I am so about that. Maybe what Amanda's trying to say is everyone learns in a different way. Absolutely. So that's just not my forte. But anyway, so when she picks this, I was like, no, 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 this is, I'm, I know we're all grant friends, but this is a fun book club. We don't, we're not learning here, right? <laughs> we're, we're reading for fun, not for learning. Um, but everybody kept saying, no, 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 got to give it a whirl. So I did. I downloaded the book on my Kindle and I was totally prepared to read two or three chapters and then quit because it was so horrible. And then I can tell all of them, hey, I tried, but you made a horrible pick. It's good to have goals, Amanda. Thanks it for is, sharing. You know, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I downloaded it. And I read the whole thing in two days because it was so amazing. So So cannot say enough about it. And again, one of the things he talked about was if you want to be a writer, how can you be a writer if you are not reading other things, right? And you can take that a step further. If you want to be a grant writer, you ought to be reading about things and areas that you're trying to seek funding. But I'm also want to make the argument, I know Amanda agrees with me, that the more you read, the more you learn about how to express yourself using the written word. And believe it or not, that comes in super handy, whether you have a hundred pages of narration to fill for some giant research document, huge federal grant, or whether you have 250 characters, including spaces, to tell the story (laughs) of whatever it is you're trying to fund. If you feel comfortable around words, if you've been by osmosis taking Mm -hmm. in all this good writing, and even bad writing, because you know what not to do. But if you make that a practice, if it's something you enjoy, I feel like it can lend itself to good grant writing. Absolutely. And on a random tangent, dinosaurs (laughs) didn't read. And look what happened to them. So we're, oh my we're God. Gonna, that's the that's my theory. That's deep. Okay. <laughs> now, when it comes to writing, something Stephen King says, and this is a nice long quote from him, but bear with me because I like it. He says, you can approach the act of writing with nervousness, excitement, hopefulness, or even despair. Come to it any way but lightly. Let me say it again. You must not come lightly to the blank page. If you can take it seriously, we can do business. If you can't or won't, it's time for you to close the book and do something else. End quote from Stephen King there. And I just like to say, I think the same thing with grants. Like if you're going to be a successful grant writer, you need to be passionate about the work you're talking about. You need to be serious about the work you're doing. This is not just a, oh, I have five minutes, so I'll throw something together. You're not going to be successful if grants is just kind of that, you know, bit of time here and there randomly when, you know, you have two moments, you know, it's something you really need to take seriously. And I can't say enough about being passionate about the work you're Mm -hmm. doing because it shows through. And I get, let me tell you, all my experiences with local government. So when I first started writing grants, you know, I'm writing grants, I'm building roads, I might build a park. But those are all super worthy things. They are absolutely worthy things. But I will tell you, when I first started writing grants and started meeting other people who are helping women that are fighting domestic violence and that are feeding the hungry and are, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these people, they're saving lives. They're doing, like, they're doing amazing work. And I started to kind of feel like, wah, wah, I'm just writing grants for a city. 
But I'll tell you what got me is I took my son to a park one day, and it was a park, actually, that had been funded from one of my grants. And I'm sitting there watching him play, and not only is my son having the best time, but I'm looking around and seeing all these moms sitting together and talking and getting a breather from their day while their kids are happily playing, and older kids playing soccer together, mm-hmm. and they're there playing instead of out causing trouble or wreaking havoc <laughs> elsewhere, you know? And yeah, I started to think, I'm like, you know what? I can't always put a face to the stuff I'm doing when I'm doing these bigger projects for on a city or regional mm-hmm. scale. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm helping people, too. And making that reality, I think, made me a better grant writer because I'm like, oh, yeah. You found your connection and meaning. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why we may be drawn to this kind of work. Yes. To begin with. I know I I have the opposite experience being in the health and human services field and nonprofits um, for quite a while in the Atlanta area. But I know that I have to work and write for a mission that excites me and speaks to me. Absolutely. And, I mean, everything from refrigerated trucks to isolettes to dance What's classes. An it's a it's something in the NICU that little tiny babies okay. go in. Um, when I worked for a hospital, I guess what I'm saying is you, you have to find that connection. Mm-hmm. This is probably not going to be something that you're like, yeah, I'm a good writer. I can just grind this out in the meantime while I'm, you know, being spectacular someplace else. I think you really need to to feel it. Absolutely. Make you better writer. So another quote from Stephen King is the scariest moment is always just before you start. And I would agree with that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mm-hmm. staring at that blank application going, uh, what, 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 what? Writing that first sentence for me is always the toughest. Once I've got that, mm-hmm. I've got the next sentence and the next and then it starts to flow. But it's always the hardest to get that first one going. And one of the things that we both talk about in our grant writing classes for Grant Writing USA is sort of that 80-20 rule. Amanda may phrase it a little bit differently, but something that can help you get over your fear of that blank page when you're getting started on a grant is the idea that you've probably spent 80% of the 100% of the time you're going to devote to a grant gathering all that other information that mm-hmm. we'll talk about in other podcasts, your requested attachments, your budget, your objectives, all these other yeah. things. And if you put those into your toolbox before you start actually writing a narrative, you're going to be much better informed and maybe that first blank page won't be so intimidating. Absolutely. Very good. Well, I'm glad you segued perfectly into the next thing I was going to talk about is one of the things Stephen King talks about throughout the whole book is building your own toolbox and putting all those little tidbits of things you need to be a good writer. But not only that, but making sure that you have the strength to carry it, you know, so you get a little muscle behind yourself there. So just a couple of examples of things he mentioned as far as his toolbox. Language is an important thing he talks about. And he gives some examples about you know, whether you are a very simplistic writer, and that's not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. There's mm. nothing wrong to being a straight to the point, using the easiest word, not breaking out at the source. If that's your writing style, then that's your writing style, and you're going to be most effective as that. Versus there are some people that write a little more flowery, a little more expressively, maybe, I don't know, but just maybe you're using mm-hmm. bigger words. Again, if that's your style, go with it. If that's not, you're going to sound like a phony. So you need to figure out, you know, what are you comfortable with? What is your writing style? And um, I'm stick with that. Another big uh, important part is, you know, correct punctuation and grammar and all of those things, knowing where commas belong. Because trust me, I think Kimberly and I have both been grant reviewers before. So we've been on the other side of the table. 
it's very distracting when people don't spell things correctly, when they're not using the right grammar. And suddenly I turn into an English teacher, even though I have never been one, I'm suddenly correcting their grammar, right? Instead of reading their application. Actually, I have to stop you there yes. and let our listeners know that not only are you a closet English teacher, you're actually wearing a t-shirt now that says, I'm silently correcting your grammar. So just to let you know, folks, she's she's for real. She's for real. <laughs> I, I did. I know y'all don't see me out in podcast land, but yeah, I totally picked my t-shirt mm-hmm. knowing what we'd be talking about today. So, and if you're not good at that, that's okay. That's why we have good editors. People can fix that for you. If you're like, man, I, I'm passionate and I, I know the language and I know the words I need to say, but I, I don't always get them down on paper the exact right way editors are fabulous. And it's hard to proof your own work. Yes. We all oh, know yes. that. We all know that. And there are some tools out there that can aid you in your writing and editing journey, such as spell check and Grammarly. Grammarly. Mm-hmm. However, it won't necessarily replace the eyes and mind of a human who is going to sit down and review what you've done. Um, a little f- helpful hint I always give my class when I teach a writing class is to think about spell check only finds words that are spelled incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Many of us are public agencies. That's a oh, word. Watch out. You watch leave out. out that L, that is still it's a, a word. It's a whole different kind of agency. <laughs> Not a word that oh, I want to yeah. put in my grant application. And uh, my favorite thing is when like 20 minutes later I get a giggle in class and they're like, I just got that public joke. <laughs> like, I had the I, same joke about mobile food pantries. Uh-huh. I had almost said out an application that pantries if you just take out one letter it becomes something different you know R will change the mobile food panties a whole different kind of revenue (laughs) can you imagine what that funder would think when they read that i think they would would hope they would take pity on the person and give the money anyway but that's not always how it works (laughs) no not always another important thing that stephen king talks about a lot is about making sure that you write in the active voice Mm -hmm. Um, and we're certainly not trying to turn this into a total grammar english class but if you remember back in your the day when you took high school classes what do you need Two things you need to make every sentence correct, right? You need a subject Subject and a verb. verb. There you go. You've got those two things. you got your sentence. So we've got an active voice, a good example here. It's you ate all the bacon. So very clear who ate the bacon. And I'm a vegetarian, so you can eat all the bacon you want, Amanda. (laughs) I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Now, so very simple. Subject verb, you know who's the one who's doing the thing. That's the perfect phraseology of how you want to write your sentence. Now, the passive voice would be all the bacon was eaten. Okay, so there really isn't a subject to that sentence. Now, it's understood understood. that I'm talking to you, Mm -hmm. but that really doesn't, it can be a little confusing. Like, who do you mean? Is it you, your organization? Is it one of your community partners? Like, who are you talking about here? So you want to make it very clear in your writing who's doing the things you're talking about. So Mm -hmm. stick in that active voice. It's, It's, you can be subject verb. Oh, Kimberly, I can tell you want to read this. I really want to do this one. So another um, way, a voice that might come up in your writing, although I hope not, is the infamous passive aggressive voice. You ate all the bacon and no one else got any. (laughs) Don't worry. It's fine. Clearly, you needed that bacon. <laughs> See, when we teach, we always kind of have a little a little jokes thrown in there. So, yeah, I like the uh, passive-aggressive bacon joke there. Uh, another uh, grammar thing that Stephen King talks about is adverbs. 
He mm. despises them. You know, he likens them to dandelions. You have one in your yard. Oh, isn't that pretty? Look at that flower. But when they overcome your whole yard, it's your yard is weeds. Okay. Dandelions are weeds. So and, what's an example of an adverb for people um, who are thinking now, see, back? Of course, I didn't write one down. So now I'm blanking. Adverbs is when you are using a descriptive word of describing your verb. Mm -hmm. So he ran swiftly. He yelled loudly. Yes. And again, that's, that's a good example. I think he gives that in the book because he's talking about you shouldn't have to tell how he's yelling. By what he's saying, you should be able to get across that he's upset. Or you know? if, if you do say he yelled, which you're probably not going to use in a grant proposal, but just go with me on this. <laughs> Chances are if you yell, it's going to be loud, right? Because mm -hmm. yelling definition. That's what that means. So also in grant writing, as we're drawing some parallels here, you probably do have some sort of word limit or word count, and in many cases, character count, particularly on online proposals. Yes. And using adverbs will just take up extra space that mm -hmm. you may need to tell your clear, compelling story. Absolutely. Another thing he talks about as well is the power of the paragraph, mm -hmm. using that to tell your story. And I think that's true. I always try to remind myself when I'm writing a grant application, a human being actually has to read this, um, which I mean, sometimes you just <laughs> no, feel like true. you send it off to the right. Netherlands and who knows, but really a human being's reading that. And so anything you can do to help break up the monotony, to make things more interesting, easier to read to the eye. And I think a big part of that is making your paragraphs of different lengths. And then mm -hmm. not that you always do it on purpose, but like if you go back and look at your application and they're all the same four block, four sentences, that as they read just the monotony of that tone as it goes and it goes. And so coming back and kind of have some short paragraphs, have mm -hmm. some longer ones that mm -hmm. just, it makes reading more interesting. And to build on that, you may also, if you, again, if you have the room, if you, if the format allows build in paragraphs and bullet points and paragraphs and other kinds of things, just to use the power of the white space on the page to guide the reader through it, because correct yes. me if I'm wrong, Amanda, but my review experience has been, in addition to whatever it is I was doing full time. So a lot of times mm -hmm. grant reviewers, whether it's a private family foundation or whether it's um, a federal grant reviewer, you're doing this sort of in an adjunct kind of way. So I'm always thinking about my end reader, maybe somebody reading a proposal at like 830 at night oh, yeah. and they're tired and they they're, they had a flat tire and their kids got to go to the dentist tomorrow. They've got four <laughs> things to do and how's this all going to work? And they really just want a glass of wine, but they got to stay sober and read this grant proposal, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's always, if you are able to make it even more pleasant to look at on the page, just like you yourself don't want to look at a huge long page of no paragraphs. Yes. If you think about it on your book or, 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 or on your Kindle, rather in your book, on your Kindle, you don't want to see a big block of text. The same yes. idea for grant reviewers. The exception, of course, is if you have limited space and everything yes. is running all together, but there are other ways we can do that. And that'll probably be a topic of a future it's podcast. A podcast. How did tell your story in 250 mm -hmm. characters or less. That's an art form. But let let's get back you. to Mr. King. Okay. Another thing he talks about is uh, having stuffed tools around to jot down your ideas. Um, and in the book, he tells a story. He was on the airplane when he came up with the idea for the book Misery. And I'll be honest, I didn't read the book, but I did see the movie because oh, no, Kathy that, Bates, she was amazing. Uh, the book and the movie. And, the, and I, 
I personally think the book was better, but that's just me. So okay. don't at me. The book is always just, better. It's usually, um, that's usually how I yes. feel. Um, but anyway, so he's he was on the plane. So he jotted that down on the back of a cocktail napkin because he had nothing else with him. But it made me think about there are plenty of times as I'm doing my research for a grant proposal and, you know, random ideas are rattling around in your brain. You never know where you're going to be when suddenly they're like, oh my gosh, this is what I need to say. Or, oh my gosh, this is how I've got to start. And you don't want to lose it. Because trust me, I don't know about you, I can't remember what I had for breakfast, much less to remember what I'm going to say, mm, you know, in an application true. two that's days true. later when I'm finally back at work. So don't be afraid to whether you keep notebook, paper and pen with you. Heck, now all of us have phones that have like a little note app. Mm-hmm. So open that up, jot that down so you don't forget. Just always be prepared when inspiration strikes that you can <laughs> somewhere, somehow write it down before you lose it. Or you can use cocktail napkins. There's some lovely cocktail napkins out there with funny sayings This is on true. Them. They are cute. Mm. So... Okay, so moving on from kind of the writing and the grammar stuff, um, Stephen King also talks a lot about your space. You know, some people can write anywhere, but that's not usually the case. Most of the time you do your best work when you're in the right environment that's conducive for writing. And I can speak for this. Um, I have worked places where I had an actual door that I could Mm -hmm. shut. And so that was awesome because I could shut that door. I could put a note on there. I had no problem saying deadline coming up unless you're bleeding or dying do not come in and people respected that you know and so that was nice but I've also worked in cubicle situations before I hate it I really really do um in play when I've worked in a cube world I try to work from home one or two days a week if your boss will allow it because I just it's hard to write when you can hear everything and people come by and don't think twice about just walking on into your cube, you know? Mm. You can also, because a lot of us, when, when we're working in cubes, you may or may not have the ability to work from home, but some really good headphones might be worth the investment to yes. just block out that noise. Absolutely. Well, and speaking of that, too, you've got to know, you know, writing. I know some people that work to silence which is, that's great. But if that's you, then you need to be able to find that silent environment. Me? Oh, that's me. That's is me. That you? Silence, silence. Okay. So we would not be able to work in a room together because I want music going. But yet, Amanda, we're working in a room together right well, now. Well, this is true. But we're not writing grants. This is very true. <laughs> very different. No, I'm on team silence. I'm, I'm team <laughs> shut up and get off my lawn. I got stuff to do. Yeah. No, I, and I'll be honest, I don't even, it's not even, I don't even hear the music really, but it drowns out like, you know what really bothers me are all those... Like if water dripping or something <laughs> tapping, somebody tapping those noise will, oh my gosh, drive me insane. So I like having the music because for me, the music will drown all of that That's stuff true. out. And I can tune out music because it's just, to me, it's just like a background soothing kind of thing. I gotcha. Some people love classical. I, I mean, I can, top 40, doesn't bother me in the slightest, but you know, I, I want some noise going on. Some other things by Stephen King. Um, here's a, a quote I like of his that I think we can certainly share in turning. I'm going to, I'm going to give you his quote and then I've turned it in to make it grant relatable. Okay. So Stephen King says this book buyers want a good story to take with them on the airplane, something that will first fascinate them, then pull them in and keep them turning the pages. This happens. I think when readers recognize the people in a book, their behaviors, their surroundings, and their talk. When the reader hears strong echoes of his or her own life and beliefs, he or she is apt to become more invested in the story. 
So that's what he says about writing and what you need to think about. Now, I've kind of plagiarized what he said a little bit, but I've no, turned it No, actually, you haven't plagiarized. You're I've... just talking about a wonderful yes. writer <laughs> and, and a book that y'all should all go buy, Stephen Absolutely. King's on writing, because plagiarizing is wrong. <laughs> Let me and just we're say, just relating. Yes, that's the word. I have oh, taken what he said oh. and turned it into a more grant-related Just reflect. Statement. We're reflecting on this fine Absolutely. work that we encourage all of you to buy that we are receiving. No money for promoting. So, <laughs> but if thanks. Stephen King, you want to send us a signed copy, we would not Love it. object to that. Anyway, so here's what I my take on that to make it more grant writing appropriate. Funders want a good story to take with them to their board meetings, something that will first fascinate them, then pull them in and keep them turning the pages. This happens, I think, when reviewers recognize the people in your need statements, their situation, their surroundings, and their desire for something better. When the reviewer hears strong statistics and authentic stories, he or she is apt to become more invested in funding your organization. Yeah, right. love it. Thanks. So, and for the record, I don't plagiarize. No, she doesn't. She was just kidding. But yes. I just wanted to go on the record that we just love this book. <laughs> yes. Stephen King's On Writing. You should go buy it. It's awesome. Mm. Another thing that Stephen King says, he says, I think the best stories always end up being about the people rather than the event. Mm -hmm. So it's character driven. And that's the same thing with our statement. I always tell people when you're sharing your need, please don't submit a grant application that says we need computers. We need a police car. We need staff. Like that's our need. And I get, trust me, every organization mm -hmm. could you use. You need stuff. We need stuff. But you really need to think back to is who is it you're trying to help? So if we get more staff, if we get computers, if we get cars, who are we helping? Well, we're helping the people that have needs. Okay, those people, let's talk about them. What are their needs? Um, and so I think as long as you keep your grant application focused on the people you're helping and their needs versus just, hey, my organization needs we could this. Use, we could use a new truck. Maybe yes. it's, wait, we will be able to feed more hungry people if we have a truck that's better able to deliver fresh produce to food deserts. Absolutely. So it becomes about the people who are struggling to find healthy, nutritious food where they live and not your need for a truck. So you're bringing people in. And it doesn't have to be people. It can be dogs and cats in an emergency shelter. Yeah. It can be a river. It can be a mountain oh, range. Absolutely. We're not, it could be, you could try to fix the healthcare system with grant funding. And good luck with that. Yes. But I mean, you can fix systems that right. you can tackle all kinds, Absolutely. but your focus needs to be on the, the, the things and the people and the places you're trying to help, right. not centered on your organization. Right. Because that's, yeah, it just is a better grant application. Another thing I love about the book is Stephen King wrote that honesty is indispensable. Hmm. So yes, the master of horror is a kind of a tell the truth. You know, he, he may spin some yarns, but he believes in honesty big time. So, and I think that's true. I think this means truth in your storytelling. It means mm -hmm. truth in your quotes and your statistics. It means truth in your abilities to care for the people you're writing about, truth in your goals and objectives and your budgets. Mm -hmm. And because in grants, honesty is always the best policy. So you want, you want to be honest and upfront. That's just going to make for a successful program that you can implement. Because when you're writing a grant, you're writing things about things that will take place in the future. Because mm -hmm. you're probably not going to write a grant for something that's already happened or that you've already bought because funders are probably not going to pop for that. Yes. And it's really on you and your program staff or your grant writing team, whoever it is, to to tell those stories 
but to tell them honestly and clearly because you'll need to report on that and it's just the right thing to do. And also, if you don't do what you said you were going to do, that's a whole nother world oh. of trouble. And it's another podcast. Absolutely. Another thing, too, is we mentioned being a grant reviewer. I would definitely say if you have the opportunity to review a grant, go do it because it's going to make you a better grant writer because you see it all. You see the good, the bad, the ugly. You see the mistakes people make, and you're like, oh, no wonder I'm not supposed to do that. This mm-hmm. is how it reads to the reviewer. Um, so, And we could certainly do a whole topic on how to become a grant reviewer. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a future pop. We will get coming up with all kinds of it's things. It's fantastic, and we're also Stephen looking King. to our listeners to help us determine what it is that uh, you want to hear about. So just keep that in mind. We'll yeah. have ways um, through our website for you to reach out to us and let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Then we can talk about some editing. Um, one of the things Stephen King says is that rewrites are to take out all the things that are not the story. Mm. Um, and so that's that's one of the things you're looking for. What's not relevant? What's what's going off in left field? So just, you know, sometimes you can do that a little bit, but also mm-hmm. that's one of the things I like to have people that not only edit for my grammar mistakes, but also can edit like, hey, I don't understand what you're saying here. Or, hey, it got really boring here. You either need to punch it up or change topics or something. Um, and so having good editors can help you with so much of that. And a good editor and a good friend may be two different people and just be okay with that because you want somebody who's going to tell you the truth. Yes. And not, oh, it's so good. You're so good. You're helping people. That is great. Well, that's lovely to hear, but that may not give your proposal the help that it needs to really stand out for a funder. Yep. So, and then I just got a couple other quotes to leave you with from Stephen King that I just found fascinating and interesting about him. He says, I like to work longhand, actually. The only problem with that is once I get jazzed, I can't keep up with the lines forming in my head and I get frazzled. So he would prefer to actually write things out, but he just, he's got to compose mm-hmm. on the computer just to keep up with the thoughts. And I, what's funny about that is when I first started writing grants, that's what I did. I would compose longhand because it just, <gasps> wow, yeah, really? I, and I don't know why. But just, I guess, just because in school that's used to how. Remember, because we were, we kind of went to school before, <laughs> make that, like computers make that were everywhere. time here, yeah, boy. Um, and so, not everybody had a computer. You didn't just compose to it. And so, for me, I was used to composing that way. And then, as I switched it to the computer, that was a good way for me to edit as I went mm. and clean things up. So I just, I, since I used to do that, I just found it fascinating. I that never that's knew what that about you. Oh, you learn something new <gasps> in this podcast. I, I've always um, composed directly into my computer or laptop or whatever, but a I lot of times too. I'll take notes longhand, yes. especially if I'm learning about something new because it seems to go deeper into my brain more quickly, which is I don't know why, but that's just how it works. There you go. Another quote from Stephen King, and uh, forgive some of his language, but he's a colorful man. Dude. Um, he says, writing isn't about making money, getting famous, getting dates, getting laid, or making friends. What? I am out of here. <laughs> and we quit. He says, in the end, <laughs> it's about enriching the lives of those who will read your work and enriching your own life as well. Nice. And I just, I think that is applicable to the grant world too, because trust me, as a grant writer, I mean, we, we support ourselves, but yeah. I don't have a yacht. I don't vacation in Bali every year. You don't? No. Oh, I'm so sorry, says the person who does not also um, (laughs) vacation like that. Yeah. So one last quote here from Stephen King, and that's, writing is magic, as much the water of life as any other creative art. The water is free, so drink. Drink and be filled up. So, oh, nice? that's lovely. It so really is. we hope that our exploration of one horror master's wonderful book on writing 
has sort of translated over into the grant world. We hope that that's been helpful and filling. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm not kidding. We barely scratched the surface mm-hmm. of the pointers and the tidbits. And plus just the memoir part of that book, that man he has led an interesting life. He's lived a full life. He has. So it's not surprise he has written some of the books he has. So So, uh, highly recommend On Writing by Stephen King. Again, we'd like to thank our season one sponsor, Grant Writing USA. If you are interested in learning more about grant writing and grant management, visit their website at grantwritingusa.com and check out their two-day courses taught in all 50 states. Stay tuned for special offers from Grant Writing USA for our listeners. And remember, there is no specific college degree in grant writing or fundraising, but there are a lot of good people with experience to share, training programs, and other ways to learn. We'd love for this podcast to be one of your favorite ways to learn. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes this season, including the next one where we talk about the value of professional development. We'll chat with you then. Thank you.